Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Disney Brit Radio Show with me, Adam, and joining me as always is Alan. Hello, Alan. All right, Adam, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am pretty good. I hope you have recovered. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm about recovered now, I think. I've had a mammoth epic weekend, which has resulted in me doing about 600 miles in my car. Uh, and it's resulted with uh, me travelling all the way up as far as Newcastle and then all the way down to London as well. Um, which we'll did talk you get a nosebleed about. when you came up the Yeah, I, well, I had to stop and show my passport, I'll tell you. And then um, I had to wave goodbye to the sun at about Leeds. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, we've, we've had a good weekend and I've been up and seen Alan and we'll talk a little bit about that. And, and really today's episode is all to do with the exploits that we've kind of had over the, the weekend, really. Everything that's been going on. Some of us have been exploited more than others. What, what do you mean? Some of us had more exploits than others. Oh, some of us had more exploits than others, yes, that is true. Um, but um, anyway, let's uh, tell you a little bit about what's going on on the show. We're going to start, as always, with the news. Um, we're going to be talking about the Disney Bit running team again because we've got a couple of things we want to talk about. One being um, the uh, weekend that we've had and the first event that we did as part of the uh, sort of running team stuff. And also, we're going to talk about Inside Out. Uh, we are not as lucky here in the UK, over in the US. It's been out since sort of mid, beginning to mid June. Uh, and we've heard some great things coming out of uh, the US about how fantastic this film is and how much everyone's enjoyed it. And we do not have it here in the UK for another week. Actually not due to release till the 24th of July 2015. But I was very, very lucky today and very privileged to have the opportunity to go and see the film down in London. And I want to talk a little bit about that and uh, that will pretty much round up the show. You'll notice that all the Disney's Ultimate Attraction is missing from the show. And the reason it's missing, well, I have to make a massive apology. I uploaded all of the polls to our Facebook page as we always do. And for some bizarre unknown reason... Um, they never posted to the page. The poll's there, they exist, but they never posted. And it meant that nobody's been able to vote on any of them. So we've got no voting information whatsoever. So we'll, um, I'll have to repost those again, and we'll have to do those. And, and we'll do those in the next sort of show or so, or, or the one after that. Um, because I know I'm going to be away. But um, yeah, that's pretty much the show. So we're going to start with some news, do some Disney running team stuff, and then talk about Inside Out, and that'll pretty much be the entire show for uh, this week. Right, in that case, should we do some news? Yeah. Right, here we go. It's time for some Disney news and rumours. Good morning, sire. Good morning, Zazu. Checking in with the morning report. Fire away. Okay, it's our news and rumours then. It's our 4 by 2 And here are your four pieces of news for today. Alan. 
Bibbidi Bobbidi Ice Palace Boutique. Nice, I like it. Is Shanghai coming to Florida? And Harry announces something for next year. And could we see the Blue Sky Cellar? Okay, four bits of news for you. Well, two bits of news, two rumours uh, that we thought we'd share with you this particular week. Uh, Alan, do you want to start us off with your uh, first bit of news? Yes, no problem at all. Um, over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, despite the fact that everything is closing, they've, um, started, they've added a new thing to the um, Frozen Summer fun. It's the uh, new Ice Palace Boutique, which is um, going to be open on the 26th of July. It is going to be similar to the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, which is not easy for me to say. And it's going to be open for guests aged between 3 and 12. Now, what you're going to be able to do there is you're going to be able to go for a special princess makeover or a different makeover. There's four packages available. There's the Frozen Summer Fun Boutique package. There's the Ice Palace Boutique. There's the package. There's the Ice Palace Boutique Deluxe package and the Olaf-inspired package. Okay, so what what do each of these include? Each of these includes tax. They actually include tax, believe it or not. What? For a <laughs> no way. What's that all about? Actually, three of them do. Okay. Um, right, okay, so the first one, the fr- Frozen Summer Fun Boutique package is... So is this the top? Um, no. no, no this is the bottom, bottom one. one. Okay. Of course, um, you're the one that looks This in package it. includes Arna and Elster-inspired shimmering makeup palette, Face gems, nail polish, braided hairpiece with sparkling snowflakes accessories, and a photo opportunity. Okay. For seventy-five dollars. Wow. Including tax. Okay, so that's uh, that's the lowest. It's seventy-five dollars. Okay. What's next? Yep. So if you add a um, hundred dollars to that, mm-hmm. you're going to be getting the same as the previous package. Um, it also includes access to the Ice Palace Cafe, mm-hmm. reserved seating for one of the for the first time forever Frozen sing-along shows. Right. Which you can get fast passes for. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So the for $100... You're basically you paying to get into the cafe. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on a second. I need, I need to see if you get in there. Those hiring packages also include access into the Ice Palace Cafe, yeah. where additional party members can enjoy the exclusive Ice Palace Cafe, an immersive Frozen-themed cafe with included snacks. Right. Now, my problem with this is some of the snacks that they seem to be touting on here as possible things that are going to be coming are the Anna and Elsa cupcakes, which, A, were available when I was there last summer, and B, are disgusting. I had, hmm. I think I had an Anna one, and it, well, I didn't like it. Well, this is... This is... Right, okay, I'm just... I'm, I'm, I'm reading it over this again and again and again to try and get this to sink in. So, we've just, so we work out $75 is for your makeup and an exclusive yep. photo opportunity. Another $100 is for reserve seating for, for first time in forever and access to the Ice Palace Cafe. Yeah. So, you see, you're paying once for the child for yeah. the package. Yes. But it's obviously, I'm assuming you get multiple people. Now, it says... I believe the deluxe package, which we'll come to in a second, guests. is up to six guests, including the child who's being transformed. Right, okay. So you get exclusive access into the Ice Palace Cafe, which has included snacks, yeah. while you wait for your kid to get made over. Right, okay. So if you had six people in there to get the maximum use out of it, yeah. you could munch some good cupcakes. Yeah, you could get through a good few. Okay, so if that one's 175, what's the top whack? So let's have a quick calculate on this. So this is about another $65. Okay. So, so $240, yeah. including tax. 
This one includes an Anna and Elsa costume, plus the makeup and all the previous mentioned stuff. So I don't think that's too bad. An extra sixty-five dollars to get the costume. But but you're already, but you're paying two hundred and forty dollars for that. I would prefer to see that at the other end. So you pay one hundred and forty dollars. So you pay sixty-five dollars on top of the basic package that's to get your costume. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. So basically, for two hundred and forty dollars, you get uh, all of the makeup, the nail polish, the hair braid, the sparkly snowflake accessories, the photo shoots, the reserve seating for the first time in forever, and access to the Ice Palace Cafe, plus an Anna or an Elsa dress, and that includes access for the child and up to s child plus six, five other guests, so six guests in total. Yeah. Okay. It's not a bargain. You want to have girls, that's what you want to do, Adam. Yeah, no, I don't. Um, and then they got the Olaf-inspired package. What's this one? Okay, the Olaf-inspired package is glittery hair gel and an Olaf t-shirt. Reservations are not required for this package because you probably just get slapped in the head with some gel and thrown at a t-shirt. That's uh, $20. Well, $19.95. Okay, Plus so tax. that's a little bit cheaper, but that is literally glitter and an Olaf t-shirt. Yep. Okay, um, that's fine. It's... It's comparable to what they've got over at the Bibbidi Bobby Boutique. Yeah. Um, because they've got various different packages over there. They okay. Do have the, they've got a Prince package, I think. So in a way, this kind of complements Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, but it's it's Frozen themed. So it, in a, if we were to look at it from a that point of view, it's actually increasing the capacity for girls who want to be made up into princesses. Yes. Okay, so I suppose, yeah, you've got that. Plus, you do get a little bit extra included in, in the deluxe package, but still, yeah, I've, I've got a boy, so that's fine. Oh, well, you can have the Olaf gear. I'll have the Olaf gear, that's fine. We'll go for that one. It's dollars I can do that. Okay, let's talk about um, the next uh, piece of news. Well, rumour, really, which is to do with Shanghai Disneyland. I don't know how closely you've been following the Shanghai Disneyland news, Alan. Um, on and off. I've seen a few clips. Well, I this, haven't gone too far. This past week... Disney have really gone to town with the announcements of what exactly is coming in all these new fantastic areas. We've got a place called Mickey Street, I think it is, or Mickey Avenue, I forget which one it is, which is going to be the main street through uh, the centre of the Shanghai Disneyland. You're going to have your Fantasyland area, you're going to have a Tomorrowland, you're going to have all of those bits and pieces. But uh, within the Shanghai Disneyland, there's going to be a very, very well-themed called Pirate's Cove area that's going to have what looks like the biggest Pirates of the Caribbean that's ever been made. There's also going to be a Tron Cycle Coaster which looks amazing. If it's going to look anything like it does in the video footage they've got, it looks fantastic. One of the other things that they've, they've announced and is going to be happening is something called Soaring Over Horizons. Okay. Now, there's been long rumours, uh, news that apparently, you know, we're going to be getting um, some changes to Horizon over in Walt Disney World. And this rumoured news makes us think that actually, maybe this is all part of what's going to happen. Let me give you the full description as given for Shanghai. Just the following. Anyone the who has dreamed Shanghai. the whole of Shanghai, yeah. Anyone who has uh, dreamed of seeing the world or soaring like a bird will enjoy the exhilarating experience of soaring over the horizon with an aerial tour of the globe never seen before. High above some of the world's most iconic landmarks, soaring over the horizon will take travellers on a voyage of discovery that tours every continent. Starting with an ancient observatory nestled in a cloud forest, guests will soar and explore spectacular scenic wonders with a special segments for guests of Shanghai Disneyland overlooking Shanghai and the Great Wall of China. 
an ideal attraction for the entire family. It offers an original story, a new walkthrough experience, and a new aerial tour. The attraction is an epic remastering of the popular attraction at Disney's California Adventure in the United States. Now, there has been long rumours that Walt Disney World will get this new video. You know, it's going to be this soaring over the horizon or soaring over the world or whatever it's going to be. I would be very, very surprised if it only opened in Shanghai and they didn't bring this over to California in Walt Disney World. Well, you can be surprised, but remember that um, Disneyland Paris hasn't got the Star Tours version too. Not yet, but that's coming. We're expecting that about There's a lot of things being come to Disneyland for for the kind of the next stage of the redevelopment of the 25th anniversary i will be amazed if they don't if they open soaring over the horizon and it doesn't open in the uh, u.s parks because you've got to remember that both the shanghai sort of chinese japanese market is not the same market as the american market yeah. so the chances of them putting it in shanghai and not in the u.s i reckon are pretty slim yeah I don't know. I think I might be wrong, but I, it makes sense for them to be able to just sort of put the new film together and then transport it across. Yeah. Um, maybe upgrade projectors. I don't know what the state of our projectors are. I don't know. They're not mine. But the the thing is, it's not going to be a massive overlay, is it, to put Soaring Over Horizon in? Wouldn't take them there long is, to do that. There is one word that you said though in your in your read through. Yeah. And that is experience a flight. As never experienced before, mm. also experienced with an aerial tour of the globe never seen before. Yeah. So where are they actually taking you? That's never been flown over before. Well, I think it's more the fact that they're doing an aerial tour of the whole world, and that's never been seen in an attraction. I think is the the idea. And and my other question is: it says story. It says there's a story, new story. The new, uh, the new uh, offers an original story, a new walkthrough experience, and a new aerial tour. Yeah. Um, I didn't even realise there was a story in the original soaring. Well, the story is that you're flying over parts of California, isn't it? Really, I suppose. So the original story is you're flying over the rest of the world. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. You know, hopefully we'll we'll find out a little bit more as it goes. I don't know. But what I will say about the 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 press release and stuff that's been sort of going out recently on that is the Tron thing. Yes. Have, have you seen the light cycles? What yes. they're called? Now, first of all, I'm going to put the disclaimer in here. I haven't seen Tron either. What? I've not seen Tron any version of. I haven't seen Star Wars, so... Okay. So I'm, I'm leaving the disclaimer there. So if I say the wrong terms... Yeah. That's... So the light cycles, yes. Come on. Um... It, the roller coaster cars seem to be that you sit on the bikes, yep. lean forward, and a back panel or back restraint comes in and holds you into place. Yeah, pretty much. This roller coaster is nothing new. These exist already. Yep. There is, I was going to say, there's one, I think it's at Flamingoland. Oh, is there? Okay, I know there's several in the US as well. Um, so there's a, there's a few in the UK, but the, the overlay on it looks quite impressive. Probably more so at night time. Yeah, and it's gonna it's gonna glow. They're gonna look like light cycles. Um, I think it'll be a really interesting kind of um, attraction. It's an attraction that actually would only, I th you know, I'm not trying to sound racist in any way or any any form or stereotypical. Or but it's the only no, it's the only it, that attraction is would only work in Japan. 
right? There's not enough. Of, it's to do with technology. It's that computer gaming kind of futuristic style that is very big in Japan. You know that that kind of technolo technological futuristic thing that we look at and we're interested in, but nowhere near as much as they are in, in sort of the Far East and the Japanese and those sort of things. So I think if they opened a Tron light cycle attraction in the US, I don't think it would have as much of an impact as it is here. It's been touted as a massive attraction in Japan. Um, and I'm not surprised because that's very much their kind of bag, isn't it? The other thing I'm going to touch on there is the accessibility of that sort of carriage. Yeah, it's not going to be um, brilliant. Yeah, I don't know whether there's size restrictions, um, whether there's um, ability to climb into the carriage restrictions, etc. I don't know if there's options. I don't know. There's, they've not talked about any of that when they announced it. Um, it would be quite interesting what the approach is on that. Yeah, yeah, it certainly would be. It'd be very interesting to see what, what they say about it. But, um, uh, apart from that, it looks like it's going to be a good day park to go to. Yes, definitely. Right, moving on. What's next? Right, okay. Well, Prince Harry, yes. as you will know, Adam, he's uh, the patron saint of... It's not the patron saint. He's just the patron of the Invictus Games is. Foundation. He's announced that the second Invictus Games has been awarded to Orlando, Florida. Mm -hmm. And apparently the 2016 Games is going to be taking place between the 8th of May and the 12th of May next year at the ESPN Worldwide uh, Wide World of Sports. I always get that the wrong way around as well. Yeah, it's, I think you, you get used to the internet. Yeah, so um, it's, it's coming to Florida. Should we should we play the announcement video? Um, yeah, that's worth a try. Okay, here we go. This is Prince Harry announcing the Evictus Games. It is coming, I promise. Last year, we held the first ever Invictus Games here in London. It was an event which focused the recovery of hundreds of wounded servicemen and women through sport. But more significantly, it inspired many hundreds more. The amazing British public embraced these games and its competitors as only they can. Thanking them and the armed forces for their dedication and sacrifice. Over 400 competitors from 13 nations entertained thousands of spectators over four incredible and unforgettable days. It was an event that captured hearts, challenged minds, and changed lives. The competitors showed grit, determination, and humor, an absolute refusal to be beaten or be defined by their injuries. The Invictus spirit was born. As I've continued to work with wounded servicemen and women, I regularly see the power of the soldiers' stories to inspire others. For every competitor last September, there are hundreds of others around the world who would benefit from having the same opportunity. I'd always hoped that the last year's games would be more than a one-off. For me, the 2014 games were just the beginning of the Invictus story. I wanted other cities and countries to look at the competition, what it meant to those taking part and those who saw it, and take up the challenge for the next Invictus games. So today, I'm absolutely delighted to announce that the United States has taken up that challenge and will host the next Invictus Games in Orlando, Florida, from the 8th to the 12th of May, 2016. I have no doubt that Ken Fisher and his team will set the bar even higher than London did, and that the USA will put on a great show, no pressure. I can't wait to see the American public supporting these inspirational men and women at the next Games, and what better place to host such a great family event than Orlando. There will be plenty of exciting developments over the coming months, so make sure you follow the Invictus story and join me for the next chapter 
of this remarkable sporting event. See you in Orlando. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. There we go then. So that's um, the video that officially sort of announced what was coming to uh, to Orlando. Excellent. Um, apparently, yeah. Just after the last um, Invictus Games, yeah. so it must be a, a biannual thing. I'm guessing then. But no, it was last year. Was it? Like, no, it was this year, wasn't it? That it happened. No, hang on. Let's so following the success was, of yeah. the yeah, 2014. Yeah. It was, yeah, 2014. So it must it be biannual. Yes. It said that the um, the ends up having lots of different countries bidding in for the opportunity to do this. Um, there were restrictions available to all put onto the event to make sure that it all complied with um, what the sort of the idea behind it was, and um, it was to include a minimum of 10 participating nations, That's 250 right. competitors in five sports. Yeah. And have a strong fo family uh, focus on family program. That's right. Yeah. So it's 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 another sort of competitive um event that's you know it's like the I don't know the Olympics all the all these sort of I think it's a really great event to have as well, uh, particularly in the US because one of the things that we I've found when I've been out in America is just how proud the sort of American public are of their armed, armed forces and armed service. And I, I still I have a very, very, very vivid memory uh, of uh, being in SeaWorld and there being a video for the armed services. And at the end, the entire stadium just standing up and applauding. And just how much they appreciate what happens. More, more so, I think, than maybe we do over here. Um, and I think having this sort of thing in Orlando will be, it will just be immense. The atmosphere will be, will be yeah. phenomenal. And Orlando is a very, very popular destination. Indeed it is. So uh, if you're going out May 18th to 20th, 18th to 21st, was it? Yeah, I can't tell you now. I've, I've scrolled past it. <laughs> uh, if uh, you're going out in May next year. Eight, yeah, 8th to the 12th of May eighth, next year. 8th to the 12th of May. There you go. If you're going out 8th to the 12th of May next year, you'll be able to go and see some of the Invictus game stuff that's going on. Is that around the Flower and Garden Festival time as well? I think it is, yeah. Right, last bit for today then. We're heading over to Hollywood Studios because um, we believe, and it's again rumour, but we believe that the magic of Disney Animation Building isn't necessarily going to be pulled down yet. It's a big old space. And from what we understand, this may be about to become a Blue Sky Cellar preview centre for all the stuff that's about to be announced at the D23 Expo. Now, one of the things that a lot of people have kind of really annoyed about about Hollywood Studios is the fact that Disney have closed everything and not told anyone, anybody what is happening. We are anticipating a huge announcement at D23 Expo in August. And uh, I would guess, or linked with that, then this preview centre may open at the old uh, Magic of Disney Animation building. So you'll yeah. be able to go and see all the work that they're planning on doing. And I would expect this to be a, a Blue Sky seller, not just for Hollywood Studios, but for all the other projects that are going on as well. Um, again, this has not been officially announced. We don't know for definite that this is coming, but bearing in mind uh, the space that they've got there, it would not surprise me in the slightest if this becomes some sort of big preview center, just as they did with uh, California Adventure and all those bits and pieces when they changed them over there. Um, I'm kind of, ex I'm really excited for D23 this year. Uh, I think there's going to be some really massive news coming out of it. I think there's got to be because, you know where you normally keep all the sort of the good things to sort of announce sort of up to that the event. You wait for the event and you release all the big stories. For example, 
the ongoing saga of Avatar? You wait until the D23. Well, why have they announced all the Shanghai stuff before D23? I think because it, the Shanghai stuff isn't necessarily the audience they're going for at D23. But, but still, it's it's major announcements. They'll, re- you know. they'll recap on it. They will announce. They will go through the detail of it at D23. I have absolutely no doubt whatsoever. But the people who but are it, going to D23 aren't necessarily that as interested because it's not immediately going to affect them. Well, it is sort of. But like you know, if if they sort of said right, okay, we're doing this Tron roller coaster, we're doing this um, soaring thing. This is all the little nuggets that are filtering through into our rumors. Yeah. I think they could have held back. However, maybe the reason that they didn't hold back is because they've got too much stuff to announce. That's also possible, yeah. Because we'll, we'll announce the Shanghai stuff now because we're not going to have enough time to focus on it at the, the parks. Yeah, because if you, if you think about what happened with what the, la- the last major announcement of Avatar, yeah, um, and there hasn't been a lot of great updates since... I would assume... I would expect there to be a lot of detail about Avatar this year. I think that yeah. uh, the the announcement of the expansion of stuff for California because they're looking at expanding that and doing some bits and pieces with that. I would expect there to be an announcement about what is really going on with Hollywood Studios. There's probably going to be more detail about the Frozen attraction going in Epcot. Um, there's a lot of stuff I think to cover this time. So in about a month's time. We should have some amazing We're stories. We're going to have a hell of a lot to talk about, yeah. I think we are. So, Do you know uh, anyone that's going? No, I, I, I don't actually. If anybody else, anybody is going to D23 Expo, do drop us an email, radio at disneybook.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to, to get you on the show and talk to us about uh, what it is they talked about and, and the kind of feeling of, of the announcement when you were at D23. So if you are going, going, please do send us an email, say radio at disneybrit.com and we can certainly talk to you about that and, and do some bits and pieces. That'd be, that'd be fantastic. Um, that's all the news then. Yeah, that's it. That's all of the news, which means it's time to move on to this. Right. The Disney Brit running team. You may have heard at the beginning of the show, Alan talked to me about uh, whether I've recovered or not, how I am. And that's because yesterday, myself, Alan, and a few of the other Disney Brit running team guys, including Stephen Coulson, hello Stephen, um, ran the, I've got to get this right, the 5K Colour Obstacle Rush. Is that right? That's right. You've got to think of it as the medal. That's right. Colour Obstacle Rush core. Um, so this was our first event that we were doing as part of the fundraising for the D- Disney Bit Running Team and in aid of Cordwell Children. And uh, we basically uh, had to run 5k while diving through, climbing over and jumping at obstacles, while at the same time being absolutely covered head to toe in coloured powder. It was great. It was brilliant fun, wasn't it? We had so much fun doing it, we've got we've to say. Um, we completed the course, we reckon, in about 35 minutes. And that includes all obstacles and all those bits and pieces. We were covered in... If you go to Disney Red page, you will see just how much powder and paint and stuff we had on us by the time we finished. But we had great fun doing it, didn't we? We, we really did enjoy it. I think we took it a little bit seriously. Uh, yeah. Maybe a little bit more serious than maybe everyone else did. We, we were in the green wave as it went off. And apparently we were one of the first of the green wave to come through the other end uh, and we'd overtaken quite a few of the previous wave there was a lot of people just walking the full course yeah there's... I'm not I think that was the whole idea though it was, it was about having fun but we 
chose to run it. We chose to do it because we wanted to do it properly. You know, we've been training for this. So we thought, let's we're going to run it. We're going to do it properly. There were hills. Yes. Oh, my word. There were hills. Um, but one of the good things is we... Um, we didn't just do it and forget about it. We got some photos, but myself and Alan not only did it, but did it looking like complete idiots. I thought they looked quite good. <laughs> we had um, basically what was best described as a elastic jock strap on our heads with a GoPro mounted into it. Yeah. So we had the GoPro each, which we wore for the entire experience. And um, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be editing together all of those uh, video bits and pieces from that. And we're going to be creating a Disney bit video that you can be able to see. So you'll be able to see just exactly what we did and how we did uh, when we when we did the particular running course. Um, we've looked through them briefly, haven't we? And what we have yeah. looked through, there's some funny stuff in there. And we put a little sneak preview on the, I think it's the Disney Brit Facebook page. Yes, we did, which is us just drinking water. That's the water station. <laughs> <laughs> I was having a drink. And the thing is, I, normally I can do a 5K without having a glass of water, but my mouth was full of dried powder that dried my mouth out. And I was like, right, well, I, I need to drink at this particular point. Oh, um, but it was great fun. Um, it's absolutely crazy that you started off running down a hill into a, a foam lagoon and then straight up a hill. And as you're sort of gasping for breath, you go through a tent where they um, just chuck paint into your face. Yes. And I... I remember, so as we were getting ready for these sort of colour stations where we were going to be covered in paint, I was one breathing a bit heavy, so I was trying to control my breath. Yeah. And as I knew what was going to happen, I couldn't stop but smile. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> you get mouth was open. Close your mouth, but it's, it's tough. We went into one tent, which was uh, had crisscross wires across it, and you had to, you were supposed to climb through them, that sort of stuff. But it was in the dark. So you were feeling your way through it, and at the same time you had people on either side throwing this powder at you, and you had no idea when it was coming or where it was coming from. So you're already yep. laughing at the fact that you're tripping over all of these different wires, and then all of a sudden you get a face full of paint. Oh, it was brilliant. But it was great, and we want to say a massive thank you to all those people who have sponsored us so far. Uh, we are, in fact, I, was, I knew what the total was, but I know for a fact we've had another... Um, sponsor today who's, who's yep. sponsored some money so i'm just going to bring that up now so we can say a massive thank you to all those people who have sponsored us so don't miss anyone out um but we want to say a massive thank you to everybody at this moment in time we've raised 305 pounds for cordwell children which is a fantastic amount uh, and we hope that you continue supporting us in doing that uh we need to say um a big thank you to um I'm trying to think who we've got here that haven't uh vicky anthony ben and ava they sponsored us thank you and also to lee stone who also sponsored us as well since the last episode so i want to say a massive thank you to those two who uh, sponsored us and say we're at 305 pounds now the fundraising hasn't stopped we're still going because as we know we're still going until uh september 2016 when we've got the disneyland paris half marathon that we're going to be running and we're going to be doing several other events in between as well in order for us to um basically try and raise as much money as possible for Cordwell children. Talking of uh, Disney bit running events and things like that, do you want to explain a little bit about what we've just put up on the Facebook page? Um, yes, well, it's not the Facebook page, it's Sorry, the Disney bit running, running, running page, page. That's it. Okay. Um, we talked about the idea of doing a, a social meetup, basically. All these people that we've got in the run team, there's, um, I don't know how many there is now, I'm not, I'm not going to open Facebook because it'll start. 40 bleh, something, I think. Yeah. Um, I know obviously we're all going for the same goal which is heading over to Disneyland Paris to do the run and we thought well wouldn't it be nice to actually organise a meetup so we can actually all get together see each other 
maybe even do a little run together so we can sort of see where everyone's going. So yeah, set a little target. It might be a five kilometer. It might be. It's not. It, I don't like the fact you just said it. It might be a five kilometer, or it might be. It's like, hang a second, what are you doing? Oh, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss this in the group. It's, it's, you know, we'll see where people want to head to. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, and I don't know how I'm gonna organize it on the fly. I've got some sort of concept, which I talked through with Stephen Coulson, and it involved helium balloons and little sandbags and running along the front of the Blackpool. Right. Okay. And when it hits five kilometre, drop a sandbag with a helium balloon. Yeah. And then we'll get to, I don't know, about seven and a half kilometres, drop another one, and then turn back and head to the original five kilometre, which would then give people the option to do the five kilometre or the ten kilometre. Okay, fair enough. Just to but say, um, 52 members we currently have in our little group, which is brilliant. There we go. That's just which is fantastic. And um, I know that people keep joining, so yeah, which is great. It's, it's grown all the time. So yeah, the idea is that we're, we're all trained to go to the Disneyland Paris Half Marathon or the 5K, depends what you want to do. Um, so it would be nice to meet up with people. And we originally put together a date, and some people said, "Well, I can't do that date." So we then suggested another date, and then some of the original people said, "Well, I can't, I can't do, do that, that date." One, but I can do this one. So I think the fairest way of organising this is we've put both dates on a poll yeah. in Facebook group. And we would like you to, if you're serious about going to the event or going to the meetup, I'll say not it's not an event as such, but the meetup, choose or vote for one of the dates and we will choose the one that's got the most votes on. And we'll give it a week. Um, so what date will that be? That'll be the about 20, 27. Something like that, yeah. They look on the 27th and see which one's got the most dates, most votes on, and we'll say, right, okay, this is when it's going to happen. Um, the social meetup, it's it's literally going to be meeting up with people, going for a meal, going for some drinks. Maybe well, the illuminations will be on. It's going to be in Blackpool. Yeah. So um, we'll sort of do a tour of them. And Adam suggested going to see Funny Girls. Yeah, it's a suggestion of something a little bit different to go to Funny Girls for the evening and, and go and see that. And... So okay. I don't. I've never been to Funny Girls. No, neither have I. Which is one of the reasons why I suggested it because I think it's something that I don't think many people have done. With the suggestion of that, I don't think it's going to be child friendly. No, possibly not. Know. Actually, um, well, yeah, most most probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's it's up to you if you want to bring your kids, but you know, that will be parts of the the evening where you you'll be separated from the group. So it's up to yourself what you want mm -hmm. to do. Um, but it, it should be a good laugh and at the end of the day we've all got something in common that we want to, want to talk about and share experiences and it should be fun yes so that'll be in either the what do we say the 19th of September yeah. or the 10th of October uh, yeah so just uh, check those dates out and uh, let us know what you what you think if you see them okay that's uh, all of that sort of stuff we've got one more thing that we want to talk about this show and it links to this. And this, of course, um, is Inside Out, which is the latest Disney Pixar movie to be released. It's uh, already out in the US, as we already talked about. It's now out here. Uh, it's going to be out in the UK next week. It's the 24th of July. And as I said, I had the opportunity today to go to the UK gala screening, which is basically the UK premiere of the film. Uh, I've travelled to London to the Odeon in Leicester Square. 
and uh, had the opportunity to go and, and watch the film this morning. So what I thought we'd do today was to talk a little bit about the movie, give you a little bit of a, um, a kind of taste of what it's like. I'm planning on doing this without giving away much of the story. Uh, basically as little as possible I kind of want it to be spoiler free because I want you guys to be able to see it one of the the joys of these this film is that I knew very very little about it the only thing that I really knew was probably the same as everybody else from watching the um, trailers was that it was about uh, a girl and uh, she had several characters lived within her head each of these characters were kind of um, helped to form her personality and who she was so there was joy sadness fear anger and disgust so all of these characters all lived in riley's head and they all worked together in order to create riley and make riley who she is she lives at home with her mom and dad and um, it's about her growing up a little bit and about her finding her way and about joy and sadness and fear and anger and disgust making her who she is um that i can i'll tell you the story is fine she originally lives in minnesota and then the family moved to san francisco and when they move that's kind of the point where riley starts to change and there's an issue with all of these different feelings that she had in her head that's supposed to control them um like i say i don't want to say too much about the story or what i do want to say is this is genuinely genius um one of the things about pete doctor who directed it um one of the things about him is he's come up with some fantastic stories already you look at up uh which is just brilliant uh i still say that the the first 10 minutes or so of up are possibly one of the best openings to any movie ever uh wally he came up with the original story for which was amazing um but inside out is his second film where he has written the screenplay and and directed which is the first one being up think about how up is as a film you know it's very heartwarming it's clever it's funny it's uh it takes a twist it's a little bit unusual um inside out is very much the same kind of idea that the film is very very heartwarming um and weirdly kind of makes you think about the way your brain works it makes you think about the way you think. It makes you think about your anger and your disgust and your your joy and all these sort of things. And it's very, very bizarre because I, I sat through the film and I'd say I don't want to give too much away, but um, one of the things they talk about is they talk about Riley's memories and they talk about Riley's core memories and the core memories are the things that make up your personality, the ones that are really important to you. Um, and it makes you think about your core memories and what sort of things you would have and all these sort of things. And as you watch it, you kind of begin to think about yourself it's it's a really weird experience because you kind of analyze yourself at the same time as watching this animated movie um which is an unusual experience so it's like disney's got some sort of counselor sat next to you and they're going right now think about this as yourself um it's beautifully done uh some of the animation is amazing the way that it's created and um you know the the individual characters are brilliant uh, Joy is uh, played by uh, Amy Poller. I think it's how or Pola. I think it's how you say her name. Um, she's really great in it. Um, as is Phyllis Smith as Sadness is brilliant. Uh, Bill Hader as Fear is fantastic, and Mindy Calling as Disgust is is great. Um, they're all you know 
they do it so well and they're so completely different characters that all play off each other it's brilliant um, there's so many different voices in it as well because there's so many wonderful moments there's moments in there that will make that will make adults cry without a shadow of a doubt there are moments that make kids laugh there are moments that make adults laugh you know I was sat in a, in a cinema theatre with 1,200 other people and you can hear you could hear the laughter you know it wasn't that one or two people were laughing but the whole theatre was laughing at the film as it went on um, it lasts it's about an hour and a half ish and I'll be honest, from the moment it starts to the moment it finishes, you don't really kind of worry about the time or worry about whether or not ever you know whether it's nearly finished or or anything because it is so so well done. Um, the story is not particularly complicated. Um, if I'm going to be really picky about it, one of the things for me was a little bit that it's a little bit same old same old from Pixar, which is characters get lost need to find their way home which happens quite regularly if you think about pixar movies how often this sort of happens monsters inc boo wally up toy story it's this you know some characters need to find the place that they call home and that's kind of this ongoing theme that seems to be happening with pixar um it's not the main main focus of the story though which is good but it is it, it is there you know within the particular film maybe you just found the formula well yeah and the thing is that formula works you know there's there's no really i wouldn't say there is a terrible pixar movie and in fact the worst pixar movies of all of them are probably cars 2 um, which has got nothing to do with anybody finding their way home. And I would argue probably Monsters University, maybe, is another one that isn't that strong, which is another one about not finding their way home. So well, actually... Like, you know, this, it's yeah. all about the journey. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. It's exactly about the journey. This isn't about the journey as such in the sense of a journey of characters getting lost and coming home. This is about the journey of a, a girl who's growing up mm -hmm. um, and about the the way that her brain deals with it um you need to stay don't don't rush straight off at the end of the credits either um there's a lovely section right at the end of the film where it looks at different people and how their brains work and how their disgust and their fear and their anger deals with those different things that's very very funny um and did make me laugh quite a lot so that's one thing to definitely stay for and to definitely watch um, but generally, overall, I think this is another brilliant Pixar movie. Uh, I would certainly put it up there with the likes of Up, with the likes of your Toy Stories and your Monsters, Inks. You know, it is going to be... Whereas you've got some Pixar movies like your Bugs Lives and your Cars 2 and your Monsters University that no one would say are absolute Pixar classics, but are still good films but not amazing. This one definitely fits up there with Up. And your Toy Story 3s and your Monsters Inc. and all that sort of stuff. Pete Doctor just seems to have this ability to take something completely unusual and unreal and, undif and different and make it just spectacular. Just absolutely brilliant. Um, so I can't really recommend this enough. For those people who are in an R and about it, I must admit when I when I was on my way to see it, because I knew very little about it and I wasn't I'd seen some of the trailers, I wasn't overly, you know, massively excited about seeing it. I was pleased I was to go in, you know, I was gonna I'd go and see it anyway, but nowhere near to the extent that I was about seeing things like uh, Big Hero Six and those sort of things. But it is genuinely a really good film for the entire family. Um, you know, adults, kids alike, uh, boys, girls, the lot. 
would would absolutely love it. Um, your girls would love it, Alan, without shadow of a doubt. As as would you. Um, we we saw the preview of it at Epcot. Yes. And um, my my mother-in-law will not watch Up, for example. Right. Because uh, she doesn't like the idea that films will make her cry. Oh, and she can't watch this one then. Yeah, we, this the trailer sad. that we watched sad, was it? it was like an extended one that was in the cinema. Yeah. It sort of preceded that by about five minutes. Yeah. And it does manage to sort of get you to sort of quite emotionally. Yeah, this one. The, the, the film does uh, in the way that it's created. And, and if you've got children as well, uh, even more so. Uh, because it, it shows that change. The clip that showed at Epcot was um, when she was going to start a new school, I think. Yes, just as she arrives, yeah, and she starts at a new so school. See, that's perfect timing for the school holidays where a lot of kids are about to start a new school or yeah. moving into a new class. Yeah. Um, so it sort of grounds it quite well and makes you think about it. Well, it certainly does, and the, the film centres around real events, things that happen to everybody. Uh, it's not fantastical in the way that Kanye Up was. You know, nobody gets highs a blimp and or puts balloons on the house and flies away whereas inside out is based upon real experiences that you will have done as a child experienced and also your children will experience and what's what's really interesting is um we were when we left harry was in a bit of a grumpy mood this afternoon um probably because he's quite tired from the weekend but when we left um and we were he was having a strop in drop afterwards he kind of went oh my anger's in charge i need to get my joy um <laughs> so it was quite it was it's what's weird is actually um it you, kind, you've, you've you've interpreted that as how he's he's yeah the film. it naturally it kind of gives a child a way to express their feelings that yeah. everybody understands because you've seen the film and now i understand what he means and i we talk about um and one of the film talks about core memories making up your personality. And in the film, and I'm not going to give away what they are, but in the film, what happens with Riley's personality is that each of her core memories creates an island, and that island is part of her personality. Yeah. So what Harry was talking about was what his core memories were and what his personality were and what islands he would have. That's, um, that's how you've interpreted it. Yeah. I interpreted it to the fact that when you came up to Newcastle, you bought him the anger doll. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what he means is he now needs the joy doll. Yeah. Yeah. And I need all of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to take my kids to see it. I think that Disney's or Pixar have missed an opportunity by waiting another week to release it. Why is that? Because our school holidays started this, this weekend. Right. So I, I think they should have been at the beginning of the school holidays. Yeah, rather time. than the weekend. You might be right. Um, but just to kind of explain a little bit about the premiere as well, because I haven't mentioned that yet, so you know what kind of what what we experienced today. We obviously arrived uh, when we we arrived at about quarter past ten. The film was at eleven, and they said there's loads of stuff going on in the in the foyer beforehand. So we arrived about quarter past ten to find a mob of people, and I mean an absolute mob of people stood round a barriered area, um, shouting. There were camera flashes going off. It was like, whoa, okay. The frozen one we Adam, thought was big. Adam. Yeah, yeah, they were, that's what it is. Because I turned up with well, the frozen one was big. We thought, but this was beyond anything. Um, and we arrived. They had a, a big carpet out with all of the characters standing up and inside out, and all of us plebeians 
we went in one in, in one side and we walked past it. And all of the celebrities that were coming in came in the other side and were having their photos taken. There's me. I've turned up in a pair of jeans and a t-shirt, right? And all of these celebs have turned up in their posh dresses and stuff because they're being photographed. Um, now, celebrities, some of them you look at them and go, hmm, tenuous. Uh, but there were some genuine celebrities in there. Um, I, I stood right behind uh, Max Branning, who is in yep. EastEnders, uh, which was cool. I went and had a, a selfie with Milton Jones, who is one of my favourite comedians. Uh, there was Jenny Faulkner was there, Michelle Heaton, you might remember, from, I think, Hearsay, was she? Um, sure. There were a couple of other comedians. I, I can never remember his surname. Yes. Mark, somebody, was there. Justin, I can't remember his surname as well. He had long hair. He's from Devon. Uh, and did some really random things on Channel 4 once. And uh, used to work with Alan Carr. He used to be like a double act. He was there. Um, forget who else. Loads of famous people there anyway. Loads of celebrities. And you were like, oh my God, there's loads, that's somebody famous over there. And that's somebody famous over there. And then there's us that's just turned up because we like Disney. So we uh, we got the chance to go inside. And um, we there was loads of activities going on. You could get you a balloon... Um, character depending on which one anger fear whichever one you went for there was a photo opportunities where you could put stupid wigs on and uh, look like the characters and they would put you on a, a poster kind of thing we got and they printed it off and gave you copies of that uh, you can have your hair sprayed a funny color as well which harry had is done purple there were ipads on uh, which would connect connected to a large screen that allowed you to play the new inside out game that was now available and then you got into the theater and on every single chair was a disney goodie bag and in it, it had um, all sorts of inside-out little merchandise, bits and pieces, badges, door hangers, stickers, sticker albums, glass sunglasses, and then you got water and like a little fruit OT bar thing as well. And every single person got one of these to bring away with them, which was really awesome. Um, so that was cool as it was. Then we sit down. Guy comes out on stage, turns around to us and said, welcome, you know, this is the... UK gala screening which is basically UK premiere of uh, Inside Out uh, before we do that we want to show you the trailer for The Good Dinosaur which is the next film it's not been seen yet this is The Good Dinosaur so I would expect this trailer will air at D23 um, now watch The Good Dinosaur yeah don't know uh, the, the jury is out on this one as to whether it's it looks like the same old dinosaur meets cave boy extensions on its way it's done in a very cartoon kid friendly kind of way I, I just we know what animated dinosaur movies are like but um, is, is this because this is what we've thought well to be fair that's what we thought about frozen when it first was announced. true yeah this is true you know and i'm gonna i'm gonna hold complete judgment until i've seen it uh, but i kind of when i saw it i was like nah, i don't know i'm not sure whether i'm gonna like this or not um but you know, a whole judgment is fine. Then, after they'd done that, we uh, they then said, we've got one more surprise for you. Uh, please welcome to the stage uh, Ronald Del Carmen, Pete Doctor, right? So they were the first two. Pete Doctor, obviously, writer-director. Ronald Del Carmen was a producer, and I believe he was part of the story team and that sort of stuff as well. Yep. Uh, so they came out. So the fact that Pete Doctor was there was pretty amazing anyway, because this guy's like... like Pixar God or something. Uh, then they said, and we welcome out Amy uh, Polar, who was Joy. And I was like, that's cool. We got one of the main cast. And then finally they said, and a Pixar legend himself, John Ratzenberger. And well, at that point, I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is truly amazing. So John Ratzenberger, Ham, Mac, 
you name it, you know, absolute Pixar legend uh, came out and um, they talked to them all and uh, John Ratzenberger started doing a ham impression, uh, which of course sent the kids and the adults just into like uproar. It was amazing. Um, yeah, all he did was uh, watch out for the evil Dr. Porkchop. And as soon as he did it, everyone was like, whoa, that's phenomenal. Um, and they came out, spoke for a little bit, off they went, and then they, they were able to see the film. One more thing to talk to you about uh, with regards to the film, and that is the animated short that comes before it called Lava. Um, it's a really charming little short movie. It is basically the length of, just over the length of a sort of song. It's a story of a volcano in the middle of Hawaii uh, who wants another volcano to love, pretty much. And the song tells the story of this volcano and, and him trying to find his love, basically. Um, I've got a question. Go on. What is John Rapsenberger doing in Inside Out? He's only got a really small role. But what you find, actually, is for the majority of the films now, he doesn't have a massive role. I can tell you exactly what his role is. He is Fritz. Right, okay. As to, I can't remember who Fritz is. But I know it's not a massive role. Uh, it's, it's the token John Ratzenberger. Yeah, it is. He has those token parts, doesn't he? Because he is now kind of like... Well, he's, he's Pixar's lucky charm. Yeah. You know, he's in these movies and they always do pretty well. Um, so he is he is in this one again. No doubt he'll be in the next one. And the one after that. As long yeah. as he can. Uh, but he's in this one yet. Um, even if it's only a small role. Apparently he's in Good Dinosaur as well and Finding Dory. Uh, yes. Nothing was said about Finding Dory, interestingly, today. Um, that's next year, apparently. Yeah, yeah, so nothing was said about Finding Dory. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. But um, I, I can't emphasise enough that you need to go and see this film. If you're a Pixar fan, Disney fan, you must go and see it. It's another fantastic movie. It's It will be a Pixar classic, uh, I have no doubt. It has already done so well in uh, in America and in the other places that it's already opened there is no doubt that he would do equally as well over here because it is a great movie to take the kids to there's nothing offensive in it whatsoever it's perfect for everybody um, it's got humour in it for adults even the dads and obviously it's got the, the comedy in it for the kids and also it's got those kind of heartwarming took at the heartstring moments as well if, um, if this is going to spoil it mm. And obviously, please don't elaborate too much. Yeah. But on all the trailers that I've seen, you see the five main characters. Yeah, in the Disney store, there's a sixth character. There is, yes. Um, there is another character. There's obviously the five main um, sort of feelings in the film. There is yeah. also another character. His name's Bing Bong. I'm not going to give away who he is or tell you anything really about him. He is quite important in the story at, at, at one point. Um, but that's all I'm going to tell you. So he is in it. He is important. Uh, and he's, yeah, he's a bizarre old character. But yeah, he's, he's good. I don't want to tell you anything else, really. I'll look forward to it anyway. Yeah. So there we go. That is my kind of review of uh, Inside Out. And... Uh, if you want to write us a review, let us know what you think about it. Please do. Uh, and we can uh, certainly talk about those on a future show as well. But um, say, go and see it. Welcome back, everyone. Ooh, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, <laughs> to go and see it uh, because it is well worth going to see. Right. I think that's it for this week, isn't it? Um, I've got one more thing I need oh, to add in. Go on. What do you want to add in? 
Do you want to add in something for tomorrow's child, which will keep me to We do, back? yes. Let's do this now and let's get this set up. Now, what we're after, this is for a special show that's coming out in the, in the near future. We want your child to tell us their favourite Muppets character. Okay. And why. Yeah. And also, we would like your child to sing Mana Mana. Okay. <laughs> Just literally that. I'm yeah. not going to elaborate too much, but um, it is for a, a future episode of Disney Brit, which we'll um, be pulling together over the school holidays. Okay. So, so we want them favourite Muppet. Yeah. And then sing the line Mana Mana. Yeah. Okay. We can do that. Easy as that. Easy as that. So there we go. So that's for tomorrow's child coming back. What who, What is your favourite Muppet? And then sing I, the line. Mena, mena. Go on. I thought you were asking me there. Well, we, we're not quite asking you now. We'll ask you when we do okay. the show. We'll do it. It's the best <laughs> way of doing it. Okay, that's it then for this week's show. So it means it's time for this. Right. Thank you very much once again for joining us. Uh, thank you, Alan. No problem. Anytime. So don't forget then, you can uh, follow everything that we're doing. If you go over to facebook.com forward slash Podcast, you can keep up to date with all the bits and pieces that are going over there, including the polls for the next Disney's Ultimate Attraction that I'm going to get posted over there. Oh, thanks to Facebook, that didn't work. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at DisneyBrit. And uh, one of the things I'll be doing is I am actually going out to... Um, on holiday uh, in a week's time and one of the things I'll be doing is going to uh, Disneyland Paris when I'm out there and I'm going to be doing some periscoping and some bits and pieces from Disneyland Paris so that will come up on our Facebook page and will come up on our Twitter so you can follow all those bits and pieces as well. If you want to email us any comments, questions, suggestions and if you want to email us your entries for your favourite Muppet and your child singing phenomena, send it to radio at disneybrit.com and we will make sure we use those on a future segment of the show of course anything you want to email us to do with anything to do with the uh, Disney Brit show or any rumours or anything, any suggestions at all is radio at disneybrit.com of course go to the website disneybrit.com as well and if you want to know any more to do with the running team then you can of course go over to our running team page which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash disneybrit running team and you can sign up for our email which is disneybrit.com forward slash dbrt and uh, last but not least if you want to continue to sponsor us it's justgiving.com forward slash disneybrit running team so we're just over 305, 305 pounds now all your support is graciously appreciated by us and by Cordwell Children as well. Right, we'll be back next week on Disney Brit Bite Size. Our topic next week is to do with Dis- could Disney create interactive experiences outside of the parks that will be accessible by people all over the world? We did something recently that I think is going to be really interesting. We'll talk about that next week. Until then, we'll see ya. Gosh, everybody! <laughs> that was swell! Swell!